Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, September 25th. My name is Javier Reyes, as always, your host of this year Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I might answer them here on the show. I might just answer them on the Twitters, whatever. Just interaction. Interaction's good. That's what they say these days, isn't it? And uh, today, speaking of interaction, I interacted and had Mr. Ben Kaspik on the show again. Uh, I just felt like this was a fun little chat. We are playing the Giants finally, and I just thought that this would be a nice little mini send-off thing where we kind of just talk one more time you know what i mean like i'm not gonna lie guys did i have a particular plan on what i wanted to talk about today no i did not but i still thought i gotta get one more chat with ben and it was a nice little conversation so without further ado everybody here we go all right everybody i'm being joined by yet again not too long ago was i speaking to mr ben caspic of locked on giants uh, it's we're playing each other for the last time. This is the last series for both of our teams for the year. Uh, how do you feel right now uh, about the Giants? I'm nervous. I'm nervous mm. because these games are important, <laughs> very important for the Giants. They come yeah. in clinging to the last playoff spot by half a game. So I was nervous yesterday. They lost a heartbreaker to the Rockies. Um, but these games tonight, doubleheader tonight, and then two more, means everything to the Giants. So I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I'm more relaxed right now. I'm practically like, right. you know, I've got my water bottle. I'm chilling, you know. I don't have an actual, like, wine glass or anything classy like that. But let's just pretend I do for a second, right? And I'm just like, you know, it's a good season. You know, everything's kind of good for me. You know, the Piders are – it looks like they're going to get the four seed. It looks like it. They could maybe slip to five, I think. I don't know exactly the math on that, but – um, really, I it's just a question now up. of, oh, they have it locked up? Because I saw yeah, that they had to so. win, and then I think the Cardinals had to lose, and they haven't won oh. yet, but maybe there was enough things that went their way. Oh, um, the Cardinals, that's right. Yeah, I think the Cardinals have to lose for them to lock up four. Okay. Uh, so basically, right now, the Padres, they're, they're sitting pretty in terms of making the postseason. Uh, it's probably just going to be between the Marlins and Cardinals that they're going to face. Um, but, but, you know, it's just, <laughs> it stinks because it is a bittersweet moment right now. Because, yeah, we've made the playoffs, but also Mike Clevenger just got hurt. Uh, and he's probably not going to pitch for the rest of the year. So that's such a big blow. But, you know, I'm still kind of confident in the team to an extent. It's maybe I'm not as nervous right now. You're in like the full the full blow nervous like kind of mode. You know what I mean? What is what has it been like? Do you think just in general, uh, honestly, just covering the season as a whole? Well, they've kind of met my expectations and. Mm. We talked before the season. I talked to some other hosts around the league before the season. And I talked about how I thought this team was going to be better than people thought. That a lot of people saw them as like one of the cellar dwellers in the National League. Like they were going to be right there where the Pirates are right now at 18 and 39. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, the Giants are 28 and 28. They've outscored their opponents on the season. They have a plus seven run differential. Mm -hmm. So... It was kind of rough early on, and after uh, 24 games, they were 8-16, and 16, which was the worst record in MLB. So <laughs> they've definitely come out of that. I mean, since then, they're 20-12, and 12, and 
they are where they are, which is that they have a playoff spot right now with four games remaining. So on the whole, it's been a good year for the Giants. They have really hit. I know we talked about that before the pot, the last series. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, the Giants are really hitting the ball so well. And then the Giants, like, <laughs> yeah. they barely scored in that entire series. So <laughs> I'm sure I looked bad to a lot of your listeners. But trust me, they have hit outside of a, outside of the you know those games and some other games. It's been a great offensive year for the Giants. Um, and it's been fun because it's it's been a whole new regime. Like Bochi is gone. There's an entirely new coaching staff. The front office is really different um, under Farhan Zaidi. So I've had a lot of fun. I hope it doesn't end this weekend. If you could please let the Padres give the Giants <laughs> some games in this in this series, then that that would be much appreciated. Um, yeah, and you know, yeah. You, you touched on the the whole bottom dollar thing. For me, I feel like this year there really weren't too many teams that were just straight bottom dollar teams. I mean, I think that it's probably what is it, Pittsburgh maybe, and then uh, the and then the Rangers. You know what I mean? Those are probably the two like worst teams in the league this year. But otherwise, yeah. for the most part, it's been a pretty competitive year, and that goes to show with the the sixty game schedule, which I feel like you and I have talked about, where like every team was kind of in it. You know, shout out to the defending champion Nationals just not being good this year. But uh, for the most part, it's just been kind of interesting to watch. And, you know, with the with the Padres, I actually think this is an interesting series in the sense that I don't know what they're going to exactly do because they're, they're still going to try and compete. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just I don't know. There's something about a mindset of it. It's you know how like at the end of the year, it's the dog days of summer baseball. You know, that's kind of what this is, but in a truncated right. kind of form. You know what I mean? And, you know, I know your team's still fighting for the playoff spot, but just you, I think you guys just caught us at a bad time. You know, they were on that crazy wood streak for the most part, and then just basically shut down the Giants completely. Right. Um, and we're just, they're just, they were in fuego, uh, basically, when you guys are playing. And then lately we haven't been as good, obviously. Do you have like a favorite moment for the Giants this year? Like player or just, I don't know, just a moment, do you think? Ooh, <clears throat> off the top of my head, mm. I'm trying to think. Um, they've had some crazy comebacks. Yastrzemski walk off against us. I'm pretty sure that was a great game. Like that, mm-hmm. it was I'm not an awesome say, game. Yeah, yeah. I won't say I don't think that was the best one because it was so early, right? Mm-hmm. That some of these later games when they mattered more, they've had some games like that where they came back and hit some dramatic home runs. Um, off the top of my head, nothing is really coming to me except. That one. I mean, the yeah, the Yastrzemski splash hit walk-off home run was pretty epic. Um, Donovan Solano hit a big home run in that game also to tie oh, yeah. it. But, I mean, Kevin Gosman has had some great starts. True. I definitely know there have been worse moments. The worst moments stand <laughs> out even more because they were so epic. They, they blew a five-run ninth-inning lead against the Oakland A's on like a two-out, three-run homer that tied the game and then they went ahead and extras. <laughs> and then the next night they blew a three run ninth inning lead. So back to back nights, a five run ninth inning lead and a three run ninth inning lead. And then two days later they blew a one run ninth inning lead. So that was the low point of the season. That's when they fell to eight and 16. But mm. I mean, for the Padres, I'm looking here. Yeah. 34 and 22. You must have a lot of favorite moments does anyone in particular oh man i didn't even know like i gotta compile like a giant list i still think it's the i would say that like eight day period of sweeping the rangers and the astros 
it's up there because that's what Slam Diego starts. That's what Darn Arcillo coins the term pretty much. All right. the merch is coming out. You have the big discussion on Tatis, which I'm not going to get into right now. Uh, people could listen to previous episodes where we talked about that. Um, that whole thing um, just kind of pops off. And that's really because before then, the season, you know, Padres fans, Padres, Twitter, whatever you want, we're like freaking out because we just got swept by the D-backs, who obviously aren't very good and they kind of fell apart this year. But we're freaking out. We're like, oh, God, here we go. This is a nice start, but then we get swept by the D-backs, right? And then they just come and purchase the state of Texas and really everything that that happens after that. Yeah, they had a couple bad losses. They had a little bit of a crummy one against Colorado, you know, but then they bounce back and beat them again. I mean, they completely destroyed them the second time they played Colorado. And then for the most part, it was kind of smooth sailing. I think that the the best moment for me, I think I really enjoyed watching um, Machado's walk off against uh texas in particular because i was watching it with my mom and just because machado this was kind of a season of not a little bit of a show me season where it was like we know you're good last year he was good but we needed like the the the, the big we needed manny to come through and it's been really awesome like i'm really happy for the guy seeing him now don't get me wrong he's making a ton of money so (laughs) there's worse uh players off right now than manny machado you know doing well (laughs) you know what i mean but it was just kind of cool because by all accounts and all the reports that I've sent, like he really was behind the scenes, absolutely like infuriated by how he played last year, which is crazy to think. I mean, a lot of these guys are hyper competitive, but even when he was pretty decent, he's still like, I need to be better. And he was better. And that's, what's so funny is the entire team just rallied around itself. You know what I mean? Whether it was Will Myers having his best season or Jake Cronenworth coming out of literally nowhere. And Tatis showing that he's the most excited player at baseball. And, low-key really good starting pitching it was right. i mean just as someone who's covered the team and this is my first year hosting this lockdown podcast obviously uh that part of it i mean i lucked out beyond belief ben <laughs> like right. you did. i you i totally lucked did. out like it wasn't just a good team there's there's plenty of good teams this year right you've got the twins you got the dodgers you've got even the yankees and the rays but i really would wager that there is no team more exciting than the Piders with how good they were this year. They actually be, I mean, I feel like the Braves are another one. I feel like I didn't hear one thing about the Braves this year, except for, you know, prognosticators talking about Freddie Freeman deserves the MVP right now. Right. That's the only right. thing I heard about them. Um, so I'd really stack up the excitement of the team against anyone. And I don't know, it feels good to kind of ostensibly take a little bit of credit for it and just be like, Hey, look, the Padres haven't won anything really in 15, 16 years. And the last time they were close, they collapsed against your team which is what made me kind of uh, want to invite you to the podcast also. We still never did that oral history, but, you know. That was the same thing. It was a similar type of deal where it was a four-game series, I think. Or no, it was three. But Giants and Padres to close out the season. And as it was then, the Giants just needed to win one game to clinch. And they lost the first two. So it got really interesting there. I was at all three games. And... Giants needed to win on Sunday. Otherwise, it was going to be a tie, and they were going to have to play a tiebreaker the next day. Um, I think that's right. Or maybe the Padres would have won the division, and then the Giants would have tied for the wild card. I don't remember. But all I remember is the Giants won. So Mm -hmm. hoping for a repeat of that, obviously, we wouldn't send the Padres home this time. (laughs) But Giants, I mean, the the Padres are going to have a huge say here in what happens with the Giants' season. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, for all the great you know, memories that the Padres have. And I, I agree with you. I think they're like the story 
of the 2020 regular season. When you think about what team kind of stands out from this year, it's the Padres for me. And I think it's the Padres for a lot of people. Hey guys, just a quick second. We're talking about teams trying to, you know, get the job done. Well, guess what? I need to talk about something else that has to do with jobs and whatnot. You know, employers throughout these times, it's really tough and you know, no matter what happens, you still got to kind of keep moving forward. You still got to find the best people. And you know what's the best place for finding the right people? That's right. It is Indeed. They are here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. I mean, like real, real fast. Real speed, you know, real speed, everybody. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. That latter most part is probably the best, isn't it? Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need just like they have for over, count it, 3 million businesses. And if you think all those numbers are impressive, well, check this out, guys. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it real, real fast, real speed. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere just for you Locked On Padres Fire Faithful homies. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer is valid through September 30th. And one last second, guys. I just got to talk to you about one of my favorite ads. Just just one of my favorite things ever, honestly. I'm just being honest, guys. You know what that is? It has something to do with food. It has something to do with food. Can you guess it right now? Is it? Oh, what is it? Get go. Well, it's it's actually about Bilt Bar. And Bilt Bar is fantastic because they're super chewy, super delicious, super chocolatey. And the best part, here's the best part. They're healthy. They're good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And if you, you know, this this keto diet I hear so much about, guess what? They're great for the keto diet too. And not only on top of all that, they've got so many flavors from coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter, brownie. All these flavors, they're all so yummy, even for flavors I don't traditionally like, like mint brownie. I love the mint brownie built bar. That says a lot, right? Well, guess what? They've got six new flavors as well. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcy. See ya, you see the pun there? Lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. So if this all sounds good, and I mean, I mean, how, how does it not sound good, guys? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. They're giving you everything. Come on. This is, this is a great deal. So remember, guys, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And for all of that, though, they come into the series a little bit slumping, right? They've lost yeah. a couple games in a row, mm-hmm. five and five in their last 10. They haven't really been hitting all that well lately. Um, what do you expect? I know you said like it's, it's kind of like they're just playing out the clock, right? They're mm-hmm. kind of just playing out the season right now, whereas the Giants, yeah. this means everything to them. So what do you, what do you really expect from this series? Like, Do you think they're going to get it together and be able to win three out of four, or are they going to fall flat kind of? back into the postseason. I think what's interesting is just purely not even I'm not even looking at a numbers and more, you know, a empirical thing for this. I think that this series, because of this Clevenger injury, it's not do or die, obviously. But I do think that they shouldn't walk totally backwards into the postseason. I think they should, you know, maybe try and split the series, try and get some wins to 
remind yourselves as a team that it's okay. Next man up, you know, Chris Paddock, I imagine is expected to pitch in this, uh, this series. I believe it'll be tonight. his turn in the rotation. Uh, it's tonight. Okay. There we go. It's a double header. It's a double header. That's I forgot. Right. I'm hyper-focused on it. That's why <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, I'm just like kind of coasting, right. just watching, you know, I'm sipping down on this water right now. Right. Um, there's, there's something uh, to be said for, I think a good paddock start would be awesome because he's the guy that's probably going to have to step up the biggest uh, because of Clevenger's injury. So on that front, it's just a momentum thing. I don't want to see, I think the worst case scenario of this series, aside from injuries, it's of course, you know, the worst case scenario would be seeing Paddock just get completely lit up because I'd be like, oh no, you know, we're, we're going to basically have two starters in the postseason with Lament and Davies that we trust. And then this other guy who, you know, could be like a Tanaka or he could be like a, Oh, God forbid, like a, oh man, how's he doing, by the way, on the Blue Jays? What's his name? My favorite pitcher in the league right now who's not on the Padres. Uh, hold on. He's bad. He was on the D-backs. Give me a second. <laughs> Snap my fingers. Robbie Ray? Robbie Ray, my favorite pitcher uh, down of the Padres this year because I have not seen a pitcher who strikes out eight guys consistently and then walks got seven guys. I've never right. seen this before in my life. Like every it's, my, time out too. it's amazing. I, I don't know how that's po- – like I don't understand how you could get strikeouts but like give up so many walks and runs at the same time. Like his caper nine and those stats for him are, are awesome. It's, he's truly an anomaly. But I think uh, we don't want to have that. We don't want to have this guy who we all know kind of have talent but then just kind of falters a bit. Um, and I'll also be looking to – just more of an insider thing on this. Just kind of looking forward to seeing if he uh, starts using his cutter more because he displayed that basically for the first time in his Mariners start. Um, he didn't throw it most of the time. He still uses his changeup and fastball the most, obviously. But um, it was interesting seeing him use that cutter. And he only gave up one hit that game and no runs. So was we'll see if... Uh, yeah, it was his last start. It was oh, against God. the Mar- I think it was just one hit, no runs, two walks, and three Ks, which was good, obviously. Um, so I'm curious to see if maybe he starts experimenting with that a little bit more. Um, but for the most part, it's very much a series that not too much to gain. Um, but I'm wondering, on your side of things, who is it exactly that the Giants are expected to play? From a starting pitching perspective? No, I mean, um, uh, yeah, sure, from a starting pitching standpoint. But I mean the postseason. Uh, oh. What's the team that you guys are going up against? Well, currently it would be the Dodgers. Ooh. Be, oh, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, you know, one versus eight and two versus seven. And right now the Giants have that last spot. And the Dodgers have the have the number one spot locked up, so it would either be the Dodgers or probably the Braves. Mm. But right now, it would be the Dodgers. And interesting, interesting. Yeah, that would be a hell of a first series. That's that's kind of a similar. I feel like the Dodgers are a similar situation with. Uh, I wonder if the fans are the similar um, kind of mind spaces. Be where I don't want the Padres necessarily to play the Cardinals because the Cardinals historically completely owed us. Uh, they've knocked us out. I mean, the, I think it's like seven to one series wise for the past like 20 years. It's ridiculous, right? And, you know, and then on the other hand, I also don't want to play the Marlins because the Marlins might just be this like team of destiny. Right. <laughs> like, they've got all their mojo on their side. I know that they're all of their numbers don't suggest that they should be this good, obviously, but who knows? It's only a, a gauntlet kind of that we've got going this first uh, playoff weekend when it comes up. Uh, just best two out of three. And for the Dodgers, it's like, well, the Giants kind of owed them a little bit too. So I'm kind of curious to see like how this plays out and who ends up playing each other. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would admit it, but I'm not. I don't think the Dodgers want to play the Giants, and I don't <laughs> think Dodgers fans want to see the Giants because if the Giants go in there and beat them, 
that's just going to ruin them. It's going to yeah. absolutely ruin them. <laughs> that would be so great. I just have everything to lose right now. <laughs> they everything have to everything lose. to lose. The Giants would just be like nothing to lose, you know? Mm-hmm. No one would expect them to win. So they would go in there, you know, nobody picking them, nobody expecting anything out of them, just like this season, really. Mm-hmm. And they've proved people wrong before. And they've played the Dodgers tough, not just this year, but for the last eight years when the Dodgers were winning these eight consecutive NL West titles, the Giants and Dodgers are like 500 against each other. Mm-hmm. Despite, and I mean, if you look at the Dodgers versus the rest of the division, they're like 300 games over 500 or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Obviously, That's maybe amazing. not 300, but the Giants have been 500 against this juggernaut Dodgers team, even through the losing years for mm-hmm. the Giants. They play them well. They really they do. play them tough. They're all they're like low scoring games usually, and the Giants sneak out one run wins a lot. Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, ben, before I let you uh, go, do you have any like final words? Do you have any final salutes to do? I don't know. Any wishes? Are you being healthy? You know, during these times, I know it's been a weird season doing this podcast and whatnot. But do you have any final kind of like thoughts on just baseball yeah. and, and life as a whole? I don't know. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's a thank you for the opportunity. Um, <clears throat> I just I've been thinking about how this baseball season was a success um, mm. because of the pandemic, and you know in California we've had wildfires and smoke and all that, and the baseball season was a tremendous distraction for me, and I think mm. for a lot of people it really felt like a normal-ish year, even though I'm sitting here looking at cardboard cutouts on TV every night, I don't find it that weird anymore, and. And in fact, I kind of like the cutouts. It's a shame there's no fans in the stands, but I think baseball deserves credit for pulling this off. And I just want, I'm just grateful that we got, we got a season in this crazy year. Is there anything you, you would like to say in closing? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'd say for me, it's, I, I got a little frustrated with some of the takes with baseball where there's some, there's a lot of people out there. like, Oh, you're not a real baseball fan. If you're not rooting for it to come back. And that's obviously baloney, but I think that, yeah, I think that they're just, I mean, this is, I mean, I don't know if you remember, like when this first started, we had the whole Marlins and Cardinals kind of fiascos. Right. And it's, it's cool to see that basically they bounced back and we haven't had any issues otherwise um, for the most part. I know we had the, the, my, my Mike Clevenger, who's on my team. So um, who had that whole thing with police act, but otherwise I'd say, especially the second half, you know what I mean? Especially the second half of the season, everyone seemed to be following protocol and nothing awful happened. Um, and just in general, I think that from a fan perspective, and there's so many more things I could get into with uh, just the workers and minor leagues and all the th- and the suggestion that we should keep this playoff format, which I talked about the other day, which I think is ridiculous and would devalue the regular season even more. But I will say this. There is something to be said, Ben, for how much more exciting I got Obviously, covering the team makes me excited. The fact that it's in my rooting interest to have the Padres win, but also just a limited, like less games, feeling like every game matters, feeling like every moment matters, really maybe overreacting sometimes. Like it's football. You know, football, we overreact to to week one losses all the time and week two and all that, right? And in this case, it was like, wow, every series really felt like it mattered. It felt like it mattered to build momentum and kind of just compete to the very end. So I'm wondering if maybe... I'm not saying we have 60 game seasons and I'm definitely not saying we have 60 teams in the playoffs, but I'm wondering 
hey, maybe cut off like 10 games from the schedule. I don't know. It's something that maybe baseball should consider to try to make their product a little bit more exciting for people that don't want to watch, you know, games for six months. I totally agree with you. I completely agree on that point because a baseball season is super, super long and Mm -hmm. I don't think we would miss it. I mean, you're right. Like it feels kind of normal that the season is ending, but we've only played Mm -hmm. 60. So I'm sure you could, I think you could get away with like 120, 130 Mm -hmm. in that range. I know some people consider that blasphemy, but I do think you could get away with it. And, you know, everything to your point would be true. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, but with that all being said, sir, we're in the end game now. We're in the end game now, Ben. Uh, last series of the year. Uh, good luck to your team. And it's been a blast talking to you. Who knows? Maybe you upset the Dodgers in the first round. And then we end up seeing each other again in the playoffs. If that happens, you will officially be the person I've had on this podcast the most probably. So that should be interesting. <laughs> well, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping all so. Right. Good luck to the Padres and to you as well. For sure, man. Stay healthy. You too. And that is it for my conversation with Sir Ben Kospik of Locked On Giants. As always, a pleasure talking to him. And in terms of what we can, ex- you guys can accept from the pod, Monday probably going to recap this Giants series. It's a four-game set after all. And just kind of look at the playoff set next week. All sorts of playoff things going on. Going to have whatever Locked On host uh, for whatever team we end up playing, whether it's the, the Cardinals or the Marlins or some other team that might have a chance somehow. Whoever it is, definitely going to be talking to them. And uh, might have some other guests on. Uh, do more little end of season toasts with other people. Really, it's basically my plan to have before the playoffs start, have as many people on as possible that can just praise how much that they're rooting for the Padres. Because most people I know are rooting for the Padres. That's what's so great, guys. It's such a great team, isn't it? So much fun. Everybody's rooting for us. Uh, so yeah, with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya overcast wherever just check it out and also if you guys would be so kind as to give me some of them five star reviews on the itunes app that would be greatly appreciated would boost my ego a whole bunch and make my parents proud of me uh until next time guys stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care